good morning and welcome. We are so pleased that you could join us today. Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. This show is all about self-improvement. Each episode is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. But the reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's get started. All right. Before we get started with this episode today, if you are brand new to Life Tips, thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to uh, impacting your life, and I pray that you take something that I've said to heart, jot it down in your notes, on your phone, in your notepad, wherever, and just plan to apply it to your life. If you are a current or faithful listener of the show who have been with us since day one, welcome back. I'm excited to continue this journey with you, and we hope that you continue to enjoy the show as you always do. All right, let's get started. All right. So here on Life Tips Podcast, it's been my pleasure to host guests for regular episodes of each season as well as bonus episodes and host a wide variety of guests from all over the U.S. and the world. Today's life tips are all lighthearted. In other words, I'm going to let out my inner nerd today. Y'all don't know this about me, but I'm an Apple fanboy. I have AirPods 1, gold iPhone 10s Max, and now an Apple Watch. I finally purchased one for Christmas. Uh, between myself and my additional family members, I'm surrounded by Apple. I mean, Apple TV, Apple Music, iPhone 10, 11, 10R, iTunes Music, iPad, etc. Originally, I was going to talk about this by myself. But then I figured, why talk about this myself when I can bring on an actual tech professional who specializes in Apple? So in prep for season six, I reached out to one of my favorite YouTubers, yes, paid YouTubers, and asked if he was interested in coming on board the show. To my surprise, he said yes. And now we're here. So now that my monologue is over, I would like to introduce you all to Sam, aka iUpdate, from YouTube. He's here, he's in the house. Let's welcome him onto the show for the first time ever. All right. 
right, we are here. Sam from iUpdate from YouTube is here. And uh, yeah, so go ahead, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So what's up, guys? First of all, thanks, Nate, for having me on the podcast. Super, super excited to be here. Looking forward to it. Great way to start out the new year. Um, I make YouTube videos about Apple products. I'm one of those uh, so-called Apple YouTubers. And it's really fun. Uh, it's my full-time gig now. I graduated college like around a year ago now, which is wild to me. So I've just been doing this ever since. And uh, I have a lot of fun doing it. Like, I, I don't know what else I can say that hasn't already been said. You get to make videos. Some people are nice. Some people are mean. And um, it's really just a good way to express your creativity. Like, for anybody that you watch, whether you're watching that creator with 100 subscribers or maybe a million or two or 100 million, like a PewDiePie, people really appreciate when you, you watch what they're putting out there. And you don't even have to give, like, oh, great video, like super positive feedback, but just like an acknowledgement that somebody put a piece of their heart into every work that they create is, uh, it's always a big deal. The tech community is great. It's such a blessing to be a part of the tech community. And every day when I wake up, I'm just like, oh, it's such a blessing to, to be able to operate in this space and, and talk about Apple, which is something that I, I care about deeply. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, we, we love Apple. Hence why today's episode is actually entitled The Apple Ecosystem. So uh, we're going to really dive into this today and um, just have a great episode. But before we get there, uh, one of the first things that I'm sure my audience will want to know is uh, what is iUpdate? When did it start? Um, How long have you been on YouTube? I know you started doing this full time a year ago after you uh, graduated college. But you've been in the game way longer than that. I feel like you were a YouTuber while you were in college, and then you transitioned it to full time after you uh, after you graduated. Uh, side note, everybody, there was a name change. So if you don't mind, it, you know, exploring with us how the original name of iUpdate OS came to be, and then the transition over to iUpdate and everything like that. So it's March 2013. I just started high school like six months, eight months earlier. And I'd always been making videos my entire life. Like it was something that I always did, always had friends. And I decided one day after meeting my best friend at high school named Jake, he had a YouTube channel, that I should start making YouTube videos as well. Um, I was watching people like Jeff Benjamin, who now works for 9to5Mac, was at iDownloadBlog at the time, iTweaks, iDeviceMovies, people, of course, like everything Apple Pro Philip there. And Mm -hmm. I was literally like, this is like me as Sam. Like, this is me as Sam K. No YouTube channel. Never posted a video on the internet before. And I was sitting in my bathroom, and I was like, you know what? It's time to start making videos. Like, I was like, I'm going to go tomorrow and make a video. I just decided it basically age 12. So I was like, okay, obviously, I, I got to get a name here, right? And I know I want to mainly do Apple stuff. The, I, I don't know if I've shared this story before. The origin of the channel was iUpdateOS. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was, of course, for Apple. Mm-hmm. OS was for like iOS, but then okay. I had an update in the middle. I had this vision because I've always loved software updates mm-hmm. when I was younger to basically do software updates for everything. Like do the PlayStation 4 updates, do Xbox One updates, do Windows updates, watch update, well the watch wasn't out at that time. Right. Sort of be like a, a hub for all updates. That's like why I still report on like AirPods for more updates because I literally get so excited when that stuff changes. So we started off doing that. Um, took me 
few months to to even monetize. Few months to get a hundred subscribers. I remember it was like June first. Uh, I think when I got my my first hundred subscribers after starting on March thirty first. So it was super slow. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I didn't show my face for years. I think until twenty fifteen, and even then I was still like petrified to do so. And uh, and then about so much through that, I was like, okay, well, I I update OS is five syllables. That's pretty long. For a name, it doesn't seem to flow. Like it just seems kind of more techy rather than more I don't know Apple-y. So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. let's. What what can I do to to save this brand recognition, but also not do too much of a change? It's simpler. So I was like, all right, I'll do. I update. So I switched to that. Did a really cool promo video. Redid my branding all on my own, and then uh, just went from there. And then now I've been like, do I change it to Sam Cole? Should I just make it my actual name? Because that seems to be a pretty common trend on YouTube. But mm -hmm. I think we're going to stick with iUpdate. Who knows? If we see a name change, you heard it here first on the Life Tips podcast. But it, it just sort of blossomed into this job that I was able to do. And it, it really was a job in college. Like I remember I would just get back from class. But it, it was also, it, it didn't feel like a job. It was one of those mm -hmm. things where like, I would literally be itching to get out of class. Or in some classes editing a video during lecture because uh, I really needed to get this video about the iPhone 10 out or whatever at the time. So uh, I, I had a number of super, super supportive professors uh, of what I did at school and they were always very like, hey, it's cool that you're doing this rather than like, no, you must just learn and, and, and stay within the lines here. So mm -hmm. I was really, I went to Bradley University in, in Peoria, Illinois, and I, I was okay. really blessed to have some great, great folks in the, in the comm department sort of guide me on my, my YouTube journey. Now we're here. Sweet, sweet, sweet Illinois. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Must be nice out there. There there seems to be a lot of there seems to be a lot of like tech focus out in that part of the uh the States. Just just that's just something that, you know, found interesting when you mentioned you where your college was. I was like, huh, I wonder how many tech people are out there in Illinois besides Sam. There's not a ton. Uh, it's in Peoria, Illinois. Peoria is, uh, I don't know, sort of a forgotten town. It's mm. a very interesting place. And uh, it's cool. You Like, I was exposed to a lot of things, a lot of people, a lot of ideas that mm. I wasn't ever exposed to before, which I think was great and I'm thankful for. But it definitely wasn't somewhere that I wanted to stick around after college. Mm. Uh, a lot mm. of my friends shared that. It was just like, uh, Peoria, it's pretty good. I, I live in St. Louis now, um, so I've, I've been chilling there. Mm, Missouri. Wow. Yes, Missouri. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, alrighty. We're now going to uh, go into the rest of the episode, talking about the Steve Jobs era and WWDC before we get into our break. So we are going to segue into that right now. And I respect it. So it was just one of those things that I, I kept going with. And it eventually, like, I, I realized my junior year of college, because I'd always been like the dream is to do YouTube full time. Like, that would be wild if I could. And I wasn't making, like, substantial money until um, about halfway through 2019. And then I was like, oh, I, like, I'm making more than the salary that I would want to make or would make if I took another job. Like, it would actually be silly at this point to use my, my degree to get a job because I would be taking like a pay down, like pay cut for a couple of years, like right off the bat. And I was like, where's my passion lie? And it was definitely in, in making videos. So uh, 2020, like amazingly has been like my best year. I've been really lucky on it. Like it, it's, 
it's a weird thing to like grapple with because it's like you see so many people hurting and like so people like needing the stimulus money and then i'm just like and my fellow creators or a lot of us are like it's kind of okay because like the ads got better after like the may and march and april decline and Mm. it's weird to like see so many people struggling and then you're like like i i see this but i'm not experiencing it firsthand and it feels weird to not be like experiencing not as many customers walking in the door or Mm. having to wear a mask at work all day or like you know like these privileges that were afforded are are pretty wild and like that's why i try to have a humble heart with the whole youtube though wow awesome wow um so just just so everyone knows when i hopped on sam's channel was actually called i update os and uh it was oh my goodness it was like wow someone actually covering apple like to the t i didn't even have to like we'll get to this later but i didn't even have to like go on twitter half the time to find stuff out i was just like okay sam will eventually make a video about this and seconds later it goes up so then when he changed his name i'm like huh so i gotta tell youtube to like you know look this up now and stop saying i'm trying to search for i update os because it's no longer a thing so yeah changing my name still has ramifications like if you search any video topic and type i update i think i made a branding mistake because youtube will always say did you mean update so it'll show you the results as if you were typing ios 14 update not ios 14 i update so i've I've been thinking about this in detail and i'm like i Maybe using like a generic term with the letter I was not my best move, but it does look cool. So I think, I think it's cool. Yes. All right. Now let's get into the real meat and potatoes because this is where the show gets interesting. And when we come back from break, um, we're going to do something that Sam is not ready for. So uh, I'm excited. But <clears throat> so we were both there. Of course, you know, not really, but essentially. Sam and I were both there. So he had iUpdate OS going at the time, I think, unless I'm wrong, because he did say he started in 2013. But the Steve Jobs era of Apple, I remember a little bit of the Steve Jobs era, but I'm sure my friend across the screen from me remembers a little bit more. So in your own words, and be as very honest as possible because Apple is not going to hear this. <laughs> you never know, man. That's true. Um, what what difference does it make between the Steve Jobs era of Apple and where we are now under Tim Cook's? I say we like we're part of the company, but where we are now with under Tim Cook's leadership, you know, versus you know when Steve Jobs was was alive. I think honestly, it can just come down to the way that Apple has positioned themselves specifically mm-hmm. to investors in the world. I, I think Steve Jobs was, I mean, say what you will about the man. He was really good at making a product and shipping it. He was really, really talented. He was incredibly um, forward thinking. You know, he, he saw things that we, we would want and want to use and like literally changed how we interact with the world. Like we carry these phones. I mean, it was sort of starting in the industry, but like the iPhone is what really set that aflame and Tim Cook I, I think ethically and morally 
I, I think is actually a better leader than Steve. Mm. Um, I feel like Tim has more of a conscience. I, I was reading the other day about how, like, you know, Tim Cook is one of the wealthiest people in the world, obviously. Right. But he lives in, like, this 2,400-square-foot home. Like, it, mm. it's rooted mm. and grounded, and it's very simplistic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the most uh, expensive thing I think he's worn on stage is, like, some Balenciaga speedrunners, which are, like, $1,000 shoes. But it's, like, that's still nothing for him. Like, that doesn't, you know, $1,000 doesn't, like you know, have an effect. It's not like, oh, that's a tenth of my yearly earnings or paycheck or something. So, it, like, I, I see him uh, speaking about the environment, um, bringing awareness, awareness to things that he cares deeply about, um, equality, both racially and uh, for gender, uh, for the LGBTQ plus community, for uh, just, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the term. It, he just feels like his heart's in the right place. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. Uh, even though he has sort of structured Apple in a way to be super economically independent, more successful than they've ever been, long-term growth, maybe some safer products here and there, I still feel like he—I still feel like he cares, even mm-hmm. if that might not be a hundred percent the reality. He gives off the impression that like Apple really is his passion, mm-hmm. and that he would do anything to make sure that the company is at least perceived to be doing the right thing. And, and I like that a lot. Have the product launches been different? Yeah. Um, and something I brought up on Twitter the other day was like, or I almost actually discarded the tweet because I was like, oh, I guess I don't need to start a war. But, um, right. you know, you probably have to take, Nate, like, you know, Apple's not innovative anymore. Mm-hmm. Apple doesn't mm-hmm. innovate under a 10. And that's just ridiculous. Like, we've gotten Apple Music, AirPods, mm-hmm. Apple Watch, mm-hmm. and uh most recently, oh, the M1 Max. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Apple's own silicon is like, you know, that's just like a wild idea, right? That Apple is now making their own silicon and it's so good and so reliable and it, basically industry leading in version one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that we've seen. And I think while in some ways there's more excitement during the Steve Jobs area, I think a lot of that can be attributed to us kind of rose tinting the past. And, you know, that was in. 2000 to 2010 is a very, very different time than than what we exist in now. Right, right. I agree. And it's something that you said, it's something you said there that, that leads into the last question for now. It's just like the way Apple announces products is different than the way that they announced products in the first couple of years under Steve jobs and uh, man that literally leads into wwdc the 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 annual software update that takes place in june see here go here goes my here goes my nerd geek ish you know y'all y'all just bear with me okay i've wanted to talk about this for a long time but wwdc has it, it takes place in june every single calendar year and I've now success, and we'll get to this uh, in the next segment when, I, when we talk about the iPhone. But I have successfully watched the last <clears throat> oh goodness five. I want to say because uh, 2020, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, that's six, 14, seven. Okay, the last seven slash eight years of WWDC. Uh, keynotes on you know on stage and it's for me it's just been like absolutely amazing and then when they converted to the virtual style this year i'm like all right 
screw it. Don't go back to live events. <laughs> just just make virtual events forever because these these shots on the drone. Oh my god! Just like yo, this is the best way to show Apple keynote events. Don't go back to face to face, even when we can go back. Just keep doing this. It, it works. It's beautiful. And we get through it in an hour versus staying glued to our screens for two, three hours waiting for the keynotes to end. So that's just me. But I definitely would love to hear Sam's thoughts on WWDC from covering it so many years, from the software updates, from goodness, iOS 6, iOS 7 up. Uh, what year was your favorite? What software update has been your favorite so far? What's been your least favorite? Again, be as honest as possible. I um I love WGC. It's my favorite event every year. Um, even though we generally don't get hardware, like I am. I mean, the channel started off software, and like in my heart, I'm still a software guy. I've gotten kind of bored with like, and definitely in recent years, you can just tell I don't upload about like the betas as much. Just because, mm-hmm, I've noticed. Like <laughs> I I love my my peers that can do this, they can make a 14 minute video about an update with no changes. I, I personally can't do it. Like I, I've, mm. I've like recorded a video and I'll just be like BSing, but I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't do this. Like it's not wow. worth any AdSense money to just <laughs> mislead my audience and, and make them think that there's something new. Like if, if there's one change in an update, you can't justify a video for five minutes. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't get it, but they do very well. And, and I respect it. And there's definitely an audience for it. So maybe it's just like, Maybe it's just like the idea of new things is exciting, which I definitely fall into. Um, but I would say WWDC 2013 was my favorite. It's my first. It was the one I, I remember watching in my living room. First one I covered on YouTube. iOS 7 was just so like, mind-blowing. And I, I just remember seeing that, and I was like, this is the future. Like, what? Like, you know, it, it's wild to, to see how much it's changed. I, I mean... As far as updates themselves go, I feel like my favorite, I don't know if this is weird to say, but it's probably iOS 14. I just feel like like it's the most recent one, obviously. Right. Like, you know, just the one I'm thinking about the most. But, like, the widgets were wild. Like, like the custom icons, all of that. Like, those are literally things that, like, we were dreaming about for, eight, like, eight to ten years. And they yes. finally happened, mm-hmm. you know, as you know. So, I, I mean, I don't know. There's something about the software. There's something that I just love about iOS. Um, and I mean, obviously why I'm mainly still an Apple user is like Iowa and Mac OS. They just, they're so good now. I just don't, they've always been good, but they've just gotten like exponentially better. It feels like over the years mm. and I couldn't, I, 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 my workflow would not be as efficient or the same if I switched. Wow. Oh my goodness. WWDC 2013. Now, <clears throat> Is there a WWDC software event that you feel like was meh, was y'all can do better than this over the years? Because I feel like there was one, I feel like there was one WWDC over the years that it was just like, I'm not feeling it this year. So, you know, I'm just curious to to, to hear your thoughts on that because you've been making wwdc videos for years and it's just like there's got to be one wwdc that he was just like y'all need y'all can do better than this <laughs> uh ooh. 
Good question. Um, I would say if I had to do like a hot pick, it probably feel like iOS 9. iOS 10 wasn't that wild for me. I, I'm kind of struggling to actually remember what really mm-hmm. changed in those. I just feel like they were kind of like, they already committed to the iOS 7 design, but like iOS 8 had their like sort of design refinements. I feel like iOS 9 and iOS 10 just were, were relatively small. But it seems like mm-hmm. iOS 11, 12, 13, 14 have all been 12 maybe would be my most realistic one because I forgot that was basically like it's fast. It was heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. But as far as like excitement goes, I always judge like how much I actually care about something. Um, I don't know. I mean, you probably do this when you talk to somebody like, and you're still thinking about it a day or two after it got announced. Then I'm like, oh, wow, this is like really big. And like, that's exactly how I felt with the iPhone 12 this year. Like, Mm -hmm. I made videos about it for like 12 hours on day one. And usually by then, I'm like, oh, I get to use it. Oh, I'm bored because I've literally done it all day. But like this year for like three weeks, and even still, like when I use the iPhone 12, I'm just like, I I can't get over it. It's like I really like it. But with iOS 12, I remember it was definitely one of those things where I was done making videos and I was like, oh, uh, okay, well, yes, yeah, it, was, it was fun to talk about it. What am I going to talk about next? Yes, because iOS 12, if everyone remembers, iOS 12 was the most stable ios release because all the other ones were super buggy and people's phones were getting breaks and i'm just like what like i'm not on any of the beta programs i'm not any on any, i'm not a developer so i'm not on the developer program so i wait and just watch videos for months while people struggle with the betas and i'm just like nope couldn't be me have fun yeah. but yeah. oh my goodness Yes, high risk, high reward. So, all right, everybody, it is time to take a break for just a quick second, but we will come back for more in just about three minutes. Want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast? YouTube has the answer. No, they're not sponsoring this, but this information is publicly available to anyone. All you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax. Because let's be honest, nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here. So, remember, that's www.youtube.com and search. Now, let's ride this out for a bit and then we'll return for more with Nate and his guests. We are back, and Sam from iUpdate is with us on Life Tips. Trust me, the Life Tips are, are coming. They're coming now, but it we have to get through the, uh, the fun part. So bear with us as we keep talking, geeking out. This will be an hour-long episode. I'm just warning everybody, but it was necessary. So let us now talk about the iPhone. And as promised, I told Sam I was going to do this, but I did not tell any of you who are listening. Whew, finally. Okay. Let's go through a little bit of history. Wow. Oh, my gosh. 
2013. Oh, boy. Now, Sam and I can see each other on screen. Y'all can't see this, but I will do my best. Now, I'm not going to show you the box because you don't need to really... Unless we're only going to show one box. But this is my busted... My busted iPhone 5S from all the way back in the day. I dropped it on the concrete of my community college and the whole screen came off. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, it's time to... Oh, man, I can't even put the screen back on now. At this point, it's like time for an upgrade. So... uh. I went and upgraded to, of course, a classic iPhone 6S. This thing still works. Well, at least I can turn it on and the button clicks. I love it. And then, of course, after that, it's my next iPhone upgrade because I'm on the two-year cycle with Verizon. And it's like, all right, this is when the iPhone 7 and the iPhone 7 Plus came out. And I'm just like, okay, I'm tired of small iPhones. I can't do it anymore. I want to see what the iPhone 7 Plus is made of. And my dad's looking at me like, you really want to get a big iPhone? I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, you want to get a big iPhone? So I traded my I, I traded my 7 Plus in when I got my current phone, but I still have the box. This literally is what the iPhone 7 Plus is body looked like and I got it because of the the cameras was the first iPhone to have uh dual cameras and the battery life was keyword was good uh miles better than the iPhone 7 and any other iPhone before it and the home button didn't click it was uh solid state and I was just like all right time for a new button experience and I fell in love with it I was like yeah this is what a button should feel like. Yes, Taptic Engine for the win. And then I decided to trade it in to purchase my current iPhone. Oh, yes, thank you, Motivation app from my Apple Watch. We'll get that. We'll get there in a second. But I got my now two-year-old iPhone XS Max a couple of years ago, and I wanted to get a current design iPhone, but I wasn't about to spend money on the iPhone 10 because it was outdated in my opinion and I wanted to get on the wave of the future and so I did but the iPhone 11s were out at that time I'm like nope too much money nope so I went for last year's model and at the time it was the iPhone 10s max and I got the gold version because for years I'd gotten space gray iPhones and I'm like nope no more space gray for me let me get a gold change it up I fell in love. This is the best gold, in my opinion, the best gold I've ever seen. You know, yes, it's fingerprinting, it carries fingerprints, but I would not trade this gold for anything in the world. And of course, I have AirPods, the first generation AirPods, the one with the charger where you plug the charger into the wall. It's not the wireless one because I didn't want to spend too much money, but I wanted AirPods because my earbuds were just pathetic. And Apple was like, these are the future. I'm like, okay, all right, got them. And it was just like, thank you, Lord. Yes, finally, I have privacy in my conversations. So um, 
I wanted to show Sam that so that he would know I am 1000% serious about following Apple. I've dove through every single iOS update in great detail so that I could show my family how to use their phones because I am the go-to Apple person in my family. So I have to be a I have to be a student of Apple. I could have my own channel if I wanted to, but I have to be a student of Apple. So uh, but now that we have gone through all that fun, tell us how much the iPhone means to you. I know you have your iPhone 12 on hand, um, but since the iPhone 1 literally has come out, there have been 12 models to date with the exception of there was no iphone 9 so with the exception of that there has been 12 iphones in name to date until now so i'll just start with that what's your favorite model of the iphone and then we'll go to the follow-up questions i'd say probably the iphone 5 for me just because i i had gotten that uh my freshman year of high school um, mm. it was november of 2012 i remember i got it from a walmart because they had a deal um, and of course this is like when I was in high school with no job. So it was like, you know, what, what money I had, I think I had like finagled like a Christmas birthday, like present combo for my parents. And then like doing a couple hundred bucks of my own or something that I had saved up for you know months. Um, and that phone just meant a lot to me. Like I have, I have so many fond memories of like having that, that new design, like that, mm, that four inch yes. factor. It was the first time the iPhone ever had a, a size change. I mean, like literal street size. And I was just like, and it had LTE as well. And LTE was so fast. Like mm-hmm. 3G, you know, this is my, my view. <laughs> Go I'm ahead. Like 5G right now. Uh, LTE to 5G is completely meaningless in my current, current circumstance. 3G to LTE is bit, was the wildest thing I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so wildly fast. But 5G where I live has been a complete failure. It's been a failure in a lot of places. Um, I know we were talking in the break. You were like, it's really, really good for me. I'm like, well, that's good. Like, I'm happy it works for some people. But Verizon. <laughs> Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out yeah. real quickly that that I update ripped Verizon for their 5G coverage at the keynote. And honestly, I believe him. I've been on 4G for years. But I believe him that 5G is not ready. And it's... It's like beta. Te- it's like a beta test software for iOS. You you put it out, and then it's just like horrible until they fix it. But unlike beta software, where you can fix it in a couple of months, with it's going to take everyone until probably 2024, 2025, maybe before five G is just there. So yeah. it, it, did I get that right? Or you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, the optimist for me is like late 2021, early 2022. Okay, maybe I went too far. So uh, my faith in corporations has never been lower. So I don't know. I don't exactly know if that's realistic. Um, but yeah, I mean, the iPhone, life changing. I feel like anything I say about it will be cliche. Like at the end of the day, it's just a device. And I don't want to like uh, romanticize this like piece of technology, <laughs> which is so easy to do, you know, if you're if you're into technology. But like, I mean, I it, it is odd to think that if that had never happened, that I, I like, I literally would probably be like working somewhere else right now. Like I wouldn't be making videos online. Like the iPhone and the iPod Touch and iOS specifically is like 
enabled a, a whole industry of creators. Like I, I think it sort of made being an Apple person like more authentic. It was like, oh, because it, it was something you could have in your pocket. It wasn't, I mean, I guess the iPod was as well. Sure. Right. But like it was this device in your pocket that can do everything. You can show people, you can call people, you can text people, you can watch videos, you can film videos. Um, it, it was just absolutely incredible. And um, I mean, I, I, I joke about it. I'm like, yeah, like I don't see myself switching away from the iPhone. But I mean, who knows, one day, maybe in 10 years, there'll be another company that pops up and starts doing some wild stuff that like Apple isn't doing or tapping into a market they haven't tapped in. I, I, there's a lot of people that like do Apple stuff and I don't know, they're like, I would never switch and everybody has to use what I use. Everybody has to use Apple. But I'm always like, no, like if you like your Galaxy S20, that's awesome. Like, you know, get the phone that's right for you. That's that's always something I encourage. Like, is the meme, I always be like, I don't use Apple, only go to use Apple products. But like, you know, there's like a, a whole market of devices out there and for, me, for a lot of people on YouTube, it's also like they have an S20 and they like making Samsung videos or mm -hmm, like making, mm -hmm. um, just phone reviews or just watch reviews. And, mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of the internet. Like you can find whatever you're interested in, no matter how obscure it is. Right, right, right. And who, <clears throat> as we all know, because of the Corona gone are the days of actually standing outside Apple stores for hours in order to see the next iPhone. Did you ever do that? Like, did you ever go stand in the line for a proper iPhone? I did not. I wanted to a couple of times. Sorry, I'm really far away from my iPhone. It's okay. Not, um, but I I thought about it. I mean, now, yeah, like you said, now, too late. <laughs> we missed our chance. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess I have to. It's like, I would, I would always get it on day one, but I would never, like, spend the night. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I was never in the, like, camp out kind of... I, I, I like sleeping. I mean, I do like staying up late, but like, I was just like, because I, I was always like, I'm gonna have to make videos about this all day. I'm gonna be exhausted if I stay up all night. Like, you know, I'm not gonna be able to perform well. So, no, I did. Did you? Mm -hmm. No way. I couldn't fathom grabbing a bunch of pillows and blankets and a tent yeah. to sleep outside of a Apple store, like. The closest mall to me is like 45 minutes away, and the Apple store is inside a mall. There's no way they would let you stay in the mall, sleep right next to the Apple, to the Apple store, and then, you know, the security guy comes and wakes you up and says, hi, you know, I opened up the mall. No. So, no, I would never, I would never do it, but <laughs> good thing we don't have to do it now. Thanks, yeah. Corona. Mm. But... Wow, so the iPhone 12, pretty good. I might, might, might. I'm thinking about it. Just, you know, we'll see. I'm thinking about it. But, um, oh, by the way, honorable mention, shout out to AirPods Max. He's wearing them right now. And uh, I would never buy them, but yeah. I'll, we'll, I'll get, we'll get to that later, but I just, if I do upgrade from the first generation, I'm going for AirPods Pro. It, it's yeah. it, the, the middle option. It's not going to break my bank. So, sure. yeah. Yeah, AirPods Max, are, they're pretty expensive. I definitely don't think that they're worth $550. But um, it's an investment at this point. And um, I've started to like them more. But I still don't think that they're worth $550. I think 
I think they'd be worth it for three forty nine. Mm. I think that I think no, I, you know, I'll say three ninety nine. I'd say I'd say three ninety nine. That's a price that I could recommend and be like, okay, but I mean five fifty. Come on, guys, that's a little high. That's a little high for what you're getting. <sighs> yeah, thank God for tax write offs. <laughs> but anyway, um, we mentioned iOS earlier in the last segment. Um, I'm thinking that my favorite iOS version, you know, of course, outside of the stable one from iOS 12. Yeah, I'm with you. It's iOS 14, hands down. The widgets just make this thing feel so good. And like my favorite feature, and I literally downloaded it. And then the next day I had to go to work. I'm in the insurance industry. So I had to go to work the next day. And I'm like, please do this for me. I downloaded it and I'm like, yes, yes. I picked up my house phone, called my number, and to see the drop down screen. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yes. Oh my goodness. Finally, it's no so more taking up the whole screen. That was annoying. That was amazing, dude. That yes. Was so good. I'm, Thank I'm God. Still like, I'm always baffled when I get a phone call. I'm like, what is this? Oh my gosh, I can I can keep watching this YouTube video and not answer this annoying person that's calling me. This is great. Like, and then it doesn't hang up when you swipe up, so it still looks like you know you didn't see it sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's it's a genius feature. Like, even just answering them is so great because you can like think about it. You're like, oh yeah, I want to talk rather than like, what was I doing before this? Like, like sometimes it was a board. Sometimes you're typing like an email, uh, and it's just like, oh. Yes, I won't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, <clears throat> so what about you? Um, as far as favorite uh, version of iOS over the year, I think you mentioned it uh, previously. And but the, of course, the follow up question: How do you feel iOS updates have been over the last several years? I know you have the the developer beta uh, profile, probably have the public beta profile as well. Because of course, you know you're doing YouTube. And um, then, of course, we'll end off with the last uh, Apple event uh, slash Apple event iPhone related question uh, for the listeners. But yeah, iOS updates in terms of, uh, yeah, has your phone, I've always wanted to ask this, has your phone ever been bricked by an iOS update? Just uh, There was a beta that I installed on Sunday one that did, Oof. but never from a public. Okay. Um, I remember there was that update that happened with the iPhone 6, I think, where it removed your cell service when you updated. Maybe it was the 5S. Maybe it was the 7. It was in high school sometime. No, the 7 <laughs> was in college. It was the it was the 5 or the 5S or the 6. I think it was the 5S. Wow. And uh, I remember I had updated my, almost updated my software, and I was writing about it. I was tweeting about it from, like, the cafeteria. <laughs> and mm. uh, then I remember the like it came out like nine to five Mac was like, Hey, this bricks your cellular. And I was like, you know, I actually won't update this time because I need to call my mom back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like I've never, I've never had an issue. Even with beta, like it wasn't like the device broke. It was like, Oh, I just had to go into DFU mode recovery, mm. restore it and, you know, lose the data that's on there. But like my photos were iCloud. So it wasn't like I actually lost anything, mm -hmm. but overall my, my experience has been good. Um, I feel like the, the releases in the past few years have been, been good. I feel like we've been getting them pretty regularly. I feel like the the release notes have gotten better 
for mm-hmm. other beta updates. Mm-hmm. I still wish we got released it for every beta. Like Apple mm-hmm. will serially release a new beta, and it's just up to us to find stuff. But like a lot of the time, when there are no big features that we can see on the front end, they're like big code optimizations in the back end, or fixing mm-hmm. this bug mm-hmm. in the back end. Like I, I never understood it would be so helpful if Apple is doing a beta for people to test out on a broader scale. Why would you not tell them what to look for in order to test that more thoroughly? Right. Like it would be great if they're like, "Hey, this call bug. Where when you're 30 seconds into a call, it might drop unexpectedly. We we think we fixed it. You let us know." Rather than it's like, "Oh, my calls keep dropping. I guess that's weird." Mm-hmm. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it it would be so great, and I feel like beneficial for everyone. Apple to get more specific feedback, us to know what to look for. Uh, if they were just like, "Hey, these are the 72 minute changes that we made, beta over beta." Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, now we can test it. Now we can try it. Now we can talk about it. You know. But overall, even with that, even with them not having release notes, I think the pacing's been good. I think the feature set has been pretty impressive. Um, we just got fourteen point three, which added like AirPods Max support, mm-hmm. uh, gave us Air, Apple Fitness Plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, every iOS feature that they promised has come out already. Like I'm not right. sure what they're going to add in fourteen point four, fourteen point five, fourteen point mm-hmm. six. Because we got all the, what was it, 13.7 or 13.8 yep, last year? Yep, 13.8. Wild. Mm-hmm. Wild. Like, I was like, what? what? <laughs> I've never seen this in my life. <sighs> right. Oh, 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 thank you for reminding me to stand. I'm, uh, I just got this. I'm busy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm busy at the moment. Um, so, September Apple events. Obviously, it's the number one thing outside of WWDC each year. We've had so many. Um, aside from the 10s, because I own a 10s and the 10s and 10 updates, y'all, this is going to sound crazy, but <clears throat> while the majority of the tech community, not Sam, but while the majority of the tech community hated the guts out of the iPhone 10s and 10s Max when they launched, I loved it. And it's done wonders for me ever since. That probably has to be my favorite Apple September event by far. The 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 ten was okay. I mean, yeah, monumental changes, no more boxy, you know, chins and everything. But the ten S, because everyone was clamoring for a bigger version of the phone, and then they made yeah. the ten S, and but then people were like, this this sucks. Like, literally, a month later down the line after September, it was like, guys, y'all were waiting for the big iPhone. Now it's here, and y'all are hating on it all because it doesn't have enough battery, guys. Chill. It's not the end of the world. At least it's better than the 7 Plus or, you know, a a, a lesser quality. Not lesser quality, because I know some of you all listening are like, but my iPhone doesn't. Listeners, we are not not dragging y'all if you have you know, lower year iPhones. We'll get there. But um, that was the that was my favorite Apple event. What about you? I'm sure you had a favorite Apple event that you've covered over the years as far as September events and iPhones. And then just to follow up, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know, and it won't tell me. It'll it, the, the analytics will not tell me. Uh, it'll only tell me. Uh, it'll only tell me about like who's listening on you know spotify apple etc etc um it may be hidden somewhere but i think the majority are listening from iphones versus androids 
Uh, but while we're here, this is Life Tips. You know, give the listeners some some advice on, you know, team iPhone versus team Android. I know you said that, you know, get what you like, go with your, you know, your preference. Um, but maybe, maybe everyone can benefit from hearing from from you and your reasonings for having, you know, Apple products and specifically the iPhone, you know, why they should get on team iPhone and um, also Christmas Day, the most activations. I was watching Talos of Tech's uh, YouTube channel, the most activations on Christmas Day. Wow. So go ahead, man. Um, I'd say favorite favorite iPhone events. Um, it is is a tough one. I honestly I didn't really like the twelve looking back on it. Like it was just yeah, mm, I, I love okay. I love the way they're shot, but they're very just like structured to the point. It, it almost feels like I'm watching a press briefing, which is <laughs> right. really what it is. You know, it sounds silly for me to say, but like they didn't have as much of the like. Uh, I feel like fan interaction or like, mm-hmm. you know, sort mm-hmm. of, I don't really remember a lot of jokes that they were like, I mean, sometimes jokes are bad, but it, it was more uh, informative, I'd say, where the, the actual keynotes are pretty entertaining to see like, you know, how the crowd reacts or like, you know, when they throw the, the, the pro stand up on stage and it's a thousand dollars and you just see the crowd like, like just staring like blankly yes. and then yes. it's like, well, we can't, we can't boo because we're going to use our spot at the Apple event. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, iPhone versus Android is oh, my favorite event. I don't know, probably iPhone. I like the iPhone 5S event a lot. I think mm-hmm. iPhone 5S and, and iPhone 6. I remember 6 was really really cool. Um, but I, I don't know. The iPhone versus Android thing is tough. I mean, I I, I feel like I haven't had enough experience with Android to to talk about. It's okay. It. The last time I used an Android now was I mean. I think it's been like three, four years since mm-hmm. I since I sold it. Like like my last, it was like a Galaxy S ten, maybe nine S nine, possibly. Mm-hmm. I just um I I did the thing where like I was in college, and it's like oh to be a good business you need to diversify, you need to go into a lot of industries, and it's like you just have to realize that everything you learn in college about business applies in basically no way <laughs> to YouTube or mm-hmm. or the the way the internet works. I mean, internet businesses, you know, you know like clientele. I, I'm not a business guy. I'm a communications guy by by what I've I've learned, like my bachelor's degree. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like just so many of the things that like people will tell you or like just don't apply to the way the YouTube algorithm works or promotes content. Mm-hmm. Um, like word of mouth is like that doesn't work on YouTube. That's not how you do. It. I remember when I, I first started, my mom was like, I'll, I'll tell everybody, and I'm like, thank you, but that'll be like seven people. <laughs> That's not how YouTube scales. No. But you know, I love her. She's very supportive. Um, like, I don't know, iPhone versus Android, it's uh, it's something that I, I obviously feel strongly about one side, right? Because like for me, the iPhone, for anybody as well, I think has the highest propensity to be the best experience for what you spend your money on. I think you're going to statistically run into the least amount of issues with your iPhone rather than Android. That being said, can you customize it as much? Absolutely not. Can you install third-party software easily? Absolutely not. Can you get Fortnite? You can on Fortnite on iPhone. Nope. Um, it's just a, it's a much more open operating system, and it appeals to, I think, 
two different types of people. People that want simplicity and they know exactly what they're getting, or somebody that wants something a little bit more abstract, something that uh, maybe doesn't have as much of a physical box around what you're buying. Or you just like Android. You just like the operating system. Mm-hmm. You like the way it works. You like the way the apps function. You like uh, the camera software on there. For me, my experience has always been buggier on Android. My app has mm-hmm. always been slow. Mm-hmm. It's it run consistently worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, software updates are pretty much a disaster still. As somebody who likes to cover software updates, it's so much easier to do that on the iPhone. And I find myself like trying to use Android because like, Marquez Brown uses Android. Ooh, shout out to him. Android. You know, all my favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. My peers use Android. Uh, I can name a million people. You're average consumer. You're everybody. You know, I just think it's like these people are great and, and they use these different operating systems, these different phones. And I tried to do it because I was like, oh, this could be good for YouTube. And I, I was like, wait, I don't actually have motivation for this. I, I was like, what is my motivation to do that? It's like to grow my channel. And I was like, my passion's not here. And like, I could tell. I was like, why do I not feel interested in doing YouTube anymore? And mm. I was like, oh, it's because I'm forcing myself to make Android videos. And I don't care about Android. You can <clears throat> and you can have fun and you can love it. You can have a passion about it. But like, that's the key to YouTube and doing anything in your life. It's like, if you're not passionate for it, you're dragging yourself and everybody else along with you for no reason. And you got to find it. Because like, even to this day, like you can hear it in my voice, like just talking about Apple. Like I get excited. Like Right, exactly. Before, I've been talking about these same stuff almost every day mm. for eight years and mm. i still get excited to tell you why you should use the iphone because i think it's just great um and and that that's that's the pitch like i i think that the iphone is best for most people i don't think it's the best for everybody and and i think that if you want something more open and you care about customization and you're maybe more of an introspective I don't know, computer science person somebody who likes to i don't know push the boundaries of what a device can do, then yeah, you should probably get an Android because you can basically do whatever you want on Android. iPhone, it's, you know, you can jailbreak or do something, but that's kind of died out. And it, yes. you know, I, I feel like we just have enough features now. I don't, I don't need the, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Jailbreaking's gone now. But yeah. <laughs> um, before we go to our last commercial break, uh, Sam and I were just pinged, what? 15 minutes ago to, to stand. So as you all can tell, we both have Apple Watches. I believe so you have the Series 6 as your main. I only know that because I watch the videos on his channel, y'all. That's the only reason I know that. Um, I was, again, I was price conscious. I listened to my bank account and I'm like, okay, uh, do I want to spend Five hundred total dollars for the watch and the activation fee, or should I spend four hundred for the watch and the activation fee? I chose the SE, and I was like, "Yo, first Apple Watch ever in life. I'm getting the SE. It's the most affordable one, and I can basically do everything that any other Apple Watch can do, minus what uh, always on display, which I don't need, and a EKG thing. Which I mean, this thing already." monitors my heart rate i'm good so i got myself the se and i've been loving it for a whole week the battery life is amazing it's insane i literally can't kill it i went to sleep on like 65 percent. i woke up on 50 percent this morning and i'm just like wow i can't kill this what in the world so 
Yeah, man. Um, tell us how how do you like the Apple Watch? Um, is it beyond advancement to the point where there isn't much in the way of changes anymore? With you know, of course, the rumors coming about the Apple Watch Series Seven, uh, Watch OS Eight will be coming out this year. I believe I got that right. Um, should anyone listening invest in an Apple Watch? Why or why not? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead. I think the Apple Watch is really great. And I think it's to the point where it doesn't really have competition right now, which is starting to become a concern for me. Uh, and I made a video mm-hmm. about you know, specifically talking about this because I was like, the Apple Watch is just so good, but there's not an Android counterpart. There's no Android watch that does what the Apple Watch does comparably. There is a, I, I could, S21 that's coming, Note series, Samsung, mm-hmm. the OnePlus ones that do exactly what the iPhone does, that has some sort of facial recognition, that have some sort of pretty good software on it, that have some sort of uh, fingerprint sensors the iPhone doesn't even have. You know, they've got a very high resolution screen. Some of them have other, you know, you can find comparable stuff spec for spec, but there is no Android watch that's going to do your EKG, tell you your heart rate, and do your blood oxygen monitoring at the same time. And I feel like I've never met anybody that wears an Android. I think I know one guy that wears like an Android watch. So many people have Apple watches. Like, you know, it's also because I guess a lot of my friends are Apple users, but like, it just seems like the Apple watch is, it's in a good spot now, but I think Apple is starting for two years in a row. We've got Mm -hmm. basically like two new features on the watch Mm -hmm. where the iPhone gets like five to six still Mm -hmm. or four to five. Um, Obviously that's slowed down over time as well, but like, I do feel like the Apple Watch is uh, it, it's a good buy if you want to track your fitness, if you want to look at your titty. Yeah, it's great for me. Like after I go for a run to like monitor my heart rate slowing down, like mm-hmm. drink enough mm-hmm. water to like not have a sustained high heart rate because that's not healthy. Um, and just all those like the fall detection, which is really, really great. Um, if you're an older person, like I, I feel like just saying that out loud, I'm like we should get like an Apple Watch SE for my grandparents because I think it has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think yes, it, it does. It does. I said it. It, it does. I, want to, I want to make sure because I, I know I saw this weird article like, a few months back that said like yes he didn't have some big features and then mm-hmm. the, I, 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 I paid attention to the keynote like eye coordination to the keynote screens was on 10 I even had to go back and look at screenshots of the walls because they move so fast I'm like yep yeah. but no it has fall detection if I fall it will call 911 thank god nice. yeah that's really really that's really really um, I mean, it's a great device. Like, I feel like you, you were the perfect case scenario for the SE because you're like, okay. I don't mm-hmm. want the always on display and I don't want to spend as much money as a Series 6. Like, that's the perfect device. For me, I was like, the always on display is like a make or break thing for me. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I use it all the time. So I basically have one option and that's to buy it. Or I could have kept the Series 5, but I, like, I don't <laughs> right. test out the Series 6 because, you know, it's for work. That's how I justify every purchase. Um, it's for work, you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean the watch is watch is cool. Have you had a good experience with it overall? Overall, I I love this thing. I mean, it is oh no 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 Siri, we're not talking to you right now. Um, like I learn things all the time about this thing that I don't even like realize. Like that just smacking the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten used to doing that. But when you smack the screen, if you literally like push up on the digital crowd, you can, I did not know you do that. Um, I'm loving these complications. Oh my goodness. Like these complications are great. Um, 
I love not being able to take my or not needing to take my phone because I have cellular. I made sure to get cellular because I just wasn't comfortable taking my phone everywhere anymore. So I will leave my phone in my room now and just go everywhere with my watch. I won't go, I won't leave the house without my phone because I need it for work. But the fact that I can go on my work app and text and call for work on my phone and use my watch as a backup phone hub, beautiful. Um, exercising. I don't have Apple Fitness Plus, but I don't need it because I go on the fitness app and there's all the activities and the workouts that I can just do for free. I can literally run around the cul-de-sac, go for a walk in the neighborhood. I don't need Apple Fitness Plus. I'm already paying $10 a month to keep my watch activated. Another $10 just means that I'm trying to be a part of the Apple ecosystem like crazy and I don't want to be too far yeah. really like apple fitness plus is great if you don't plan on going to the gym which you technically can't right now because of corona yeah. but i know you tested it out for your channel i watched the video and i'm like is sam still using apple fitness plus or did he just ditch it? i'm just curious um i have been using it actually i I've, I've been trying to give it a go i've been doing the strength training i don't know I'm like looking at my biceps like a douchebag. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like to see if I have gained any muscle. I haven't done it consistently enough yet. Um, but like I've had a hard time with the workouts. Mm. I, I think I definitely like lost a lot of muscle and like some weight during coronavirus just because like we're inside all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but also like, I don't know. It, it's I've been challenged. Like I, I was always like going into it. I was like, oh, this is going to be super easy. Like kind of making this for like people at 30, 40 plus. Like it's not going to be for like younger people. And I, I was wrong. Like, I, I feel mm. challenged when I'm doing these workouts, which is a sign that I need to get a lot stronger. <laughs> but um, they'll even say, like, they'll be like, yeah, this is like, even the trainers, like, we're kind of stressed out at different points. So I'm like, well, I, I'm going to try. I got the three-month trial with what I brought. Okay. So, okay. That, like, I don't, you know, obviously when gyms open back up, that's, like, when I'll go back to a gym so I can, like, actually, like, hit machines or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. do different, like, exercise equipment. But, like, for right now, like you said, like, uh, the gyms in my area, I think some of them are actually open. I'm not trying to get sick though. So <laughs> right. Like I, I walked into like I noticed like my membership had been charging me like every month since March. I, was like, I canceled mine. Open. I canceled mine. Open for half this time, and then I called them. I'm like, can I cancel? They're like, no, you have to come in. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Let me just infect myself with coronavirus <laughs> to cancel my membership. So I like walked in, and then of course I walk in, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of nice to be in the gym again and be kind of fun and then i look over to my right and there's two people without masks on and i'm like nope i'm good cancel my membership goodbye i'm not coming back until i have my vaccine like wow uh, you know. wow so I, it was a roller coaster of emotions and uh, they're no longer getting my money every month which is great oh it's good to know that even in sam's state because he's in, he's somewhere in the u.s <laughs> but it's good to know that even in sam's state the virus is uh Still not under control, and people are not wearing masks. Ugh. Here, here, here in the DC area, and even the surrounding area that's thirty minutes away from DC. Oh boy, mm -hmm. not gonna go into that. But um, we're taking a we're taking our next break now. We will come back to finish off the last two segments, and then we'll let Sam go about his day. <laughs> Do you want to start your own podcast? If you do, great, I'm here for it. But you may ask, how do you do it? Well, that's the easy part. 
you first have to come up with the vision and plans for your show, including a name, episode count, and main objective. Secondly, you'll need to come up with topics that will catch your listeners' attention and keep them interested. The final thing you'll need is a hosting platform. That's where Anchor comes in. It's free to download. You can make money from your show with no minimum listenership. Record using your iPhone, iPad, or MacBook. And there are many more tools Anchor provides that you can take advantage of in order to create freely. No studio or expensive equipment needed. So if you're interested in getting your show off the ground, go to www.anchor.fm backslash start to get started with your amazing new unique show. I can't wait to hear what you'll come up with. Boom. All right. <clears throat> we're almost done. We're back, but we're almost done. And this is the second fun part because I'm but at the end of this, this at the end of this, Sam and I might just become friends because yeah. of how anything's anything is possible. Because it's just like, it's yes, it is looking good. So now I don't have this device personally. My dad does. And I believe my sister does as well. I've never really been a huge fan of it. Um nor the other product, which we're just going to combine into two. That would be the iPad and the and, and the Mac series. Like, I have a Dell for a computer. I've always had Dell. Um, and the iPad is great, but, you know, and I might get one. Might. Uh, that's only because I'm, I'm an inspirational speaker. So uh, when you go and, you know, people book you for speaking engagements, especially in, you know, churches, schools, places like that, you typically see speakers on stage with their laptops. And for me, it's like, it would be so much easier to go to a speaking engagement and not drag a computer. I could just get an iPad. So that's the only reason that I would get an iPad. But um, recently, there was an iPad update. Uh, There was an iPad event, actually, last year. They combined it with the Apple Watch event, if I remember correctly. And so the the iPad, uh, it was one of the iPads that they updated. And um, <clears throat> it was the iPad Air, right? It was the iPad Air that they updated. And I'm like, cool, great, an iPad Air that I don't care about because it's not It just doesn't look intriguing. But, of course, Sam got the iPad Air, tested it. I watched the video. So how do you feel about it? Um, How how do you feel about it? Um, And does the iPad – is the iPad beneficial for people who are already in the Apple ecosystem, you know, or is it just worth getting another tablet? I mean, I think you have to like tablets. Like, I, I enjoy it. So, like, sometimes it's great too. I, I, I think the thing that made the iPad worth it for me this year was the Magic Keyboard being introduced. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's really cool. That was the game changer for me. And, like, cursor support on the iPad is just like, what? Like, mm-hmm. this is something that we dreamt about for, like, years. And it was like, oh, there's never – like, you know, talk about Steve Jobs here. I don't think we would have ever seen a cursor, <laughs> ever, or the Apple Pencil. 
because both of those things are regarded as silly and inconvenient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in some ways, they're right. In some ways, they obviously were wrong because people love it. I love it. And uh, I, I got the iPad Air. Honestly, I, I don't use it that much just because I have the iPad Pro and basically <laughs> mm-hmm. one inch bigger. Right. And like, I just like the 120 hertz screen. Uh, I like the way you got the lighter sensor on there if you ever need anything. Mm-hmm. But like the camera system, the dual camera system, I don't really care about. But like, it's really just the 120 hertz display. It keeps me on the iPad Pro. I love it so much. And I, I do like the iPad, but it's never something that like I could only recommend as a computer or. Ah, uh, okay. Laptop. Okay. I, mean, that. I mean, for some people it could be, but like for anybody doing like creative work, like you or I, I just mm-hmm. like, frankly don't think it's good enough. I think you'll mm-hmm. you'll have to make a lot of compromises, and I don't think compromises are good when you're doing uh, anything that revolves artistic ability. <laughs> like I just feel like you don't really want to have constraints. You want to be able to just sort of think and move freely, and like there's just restrictions on an iPad. Like you don't have the best editing software. We have good editing software. Mm-hmm. You don't have every application that we'll offer. You have some of them. Right. Um, and it's getting there. And I, I think it could be there. And some people have made it work. Like Federico Batici, who runs Mac Stories, I think has been iPad only for years now. Mm-hmm. Some people can do it. But to me, it's just always been too many compromises. And like when I'm editing, I want to do it on an iMac. I want to do it on a big screen. I want to do it on a 16-inch MacBook Pro where I have a lot of real right. mm-hmm. I don't want to do it on a 12.9 Mac inch, you know, smaller than MacBook sized interface and mm-hmm. uh, you know have just like a trackpad on the key. you know i, I want right. utility so the iPad is good i just think it's a little expensive for for what it is i think like it should be like 500 bucks mm-hmm. rather than 600 um, the iPad Air is 800 oh so my gosh more expensive wow but, i mean they have the 329 dollar ipad as well which is nice if you just want, want to get involved with the ipad it's not too too expensive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um the iPad is good it, it's interesting that they put touch id in the power button <sighs> Just because I feel like if there's an application where it makes sense to have Face ID, it's on an iPad. Mm. <laughs> You're always holding it pretty far away from your face. Maybe we could just have Touch ID on the iPhone. That would make a little bit more sense to put in the power button there this year. You clearly have the technology app. Well, come on, guys. Th- thanks for thanks for mentioning that. I will get there. I'll get there when we get to the leaks game. But before that, um, M1 chip. I have not even see and this is because the stores are closed i can't go test this out but sam tested it out and he he said it was amazing so i trust him the m1 chip is the future of oh my goodness he sam said that this was the year of the mac in his last video literally he said this is the year of the mac 2021 i'm like okay so he's literally got a macbook he's got he's got a mac behind him Literally sitting there on his desk, I can see it. He's got his, he's got his, he's got his MacBook probably somewhere right next to him. And I'm just like, yo, like, wow. Here it is. I'm is that the M1 version? It is the M1. Oh, thank God. So, how do you like it? Is the future of Macs safe? Should we invest? What's the pur- What's the purpose of investing in a Mac? Whether it's a MacBook, whether it's an iMac, you know. We'll get to the redesigns and everything later in the leak scale. <laughs> it's a it's a great time to be a Mac owner and buyer. Uh, well, maybe not as good of a time to be an older Mac owner, but it's a great time to be a Mac buyer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not currently on my channel recommending anybody buy Intel Macs right now. Uh huh. Um, right. Mm-hmm. If you can't, like, obviously, if you need a computer, it's not like it's going to be bad. It's mm-hmm. just like we saw what Apple did. They completely destroyed these MacBooks. They've historically been pretty weak. Like they've had Intel. They've 
you know, every year it's just, it's like, why aren't you excited for like any MacBook? It's like, well, um, because it's just a spec bump and they mess around with the storage and they make it maybe slightly less expensive. Like it was never exciting. It, it, like Mac OS was being upgraded. The hardware was stagnant for like five to 10 years. It just felt like nothing was real. Even the MacBook Pro redesign in 2016, it's like the touch bar. Most people that I, I know that are, do what I do that are Apple you know, content creators do not like the touch bar. Like something that Apple's research has said that I guess people would like the touch bar and maybe people use it. But like if that touch bar goes away, I will be completely satisfied. Like I'd rather have that as a physical function row. And it's nice to see the MacBook Air. They do have the physical function row still and they still have the touch ID sensor. Um, the M1 has completely shifted the way that I think about computing and what it can do mm-hmm. because um, you can get the M1 chip for $1,000, which is, uh, I mean, yes, that's money for a laptop, of course, right. but <clears throat> it's just going to last forever. Like it's going to last, I think, longer than iPhones do, which is already like five or six years mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the battery life jump just with M1 went up, I think, to 10 to 12 hours overnight with the M1 chip. The efficiency went up significantly. The way that everything works on the computer is just so snappy. Um now, the only reason I haven't switched to it full time is because uh, 13 inches is too small for me to do serious work on. Oh. I, uh, I use a 27 inch iMac, and I even sometimes I'm like, I want something a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. like for editing. Now, if it's sending emails, browsing the web, I actually prefer to do it on the M1 because it's just right. so responsive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for video editing, it's, it's not there yet for me mm-hmm. just because okay. uh, it's too small of a screen. Um, and I've thought about it. I'm like, should I get the Pro Display XDR? Should I look like this? Uh, <laughs> should I get the nice monitor for this? And I'm like, $6,000, which is quite quite a bit of chunk change, yes. as you call it. Yes. Uh, I would be a chunk, probably, for that. Um, it, it, I don't know, but the, the M1s are crazy. This does segue into what's coming next year and why I'm so ecstatic for M Series in 2021. Because the M1, if it's that good in version one, I have a feeling they, they've got some other things in there. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, they most certainly do. And that is where we're going to actually end off. We're going to talk about the leaks game. Y'all are probably like, what? Yes, leaks. How do you think I find out about stuff way before it comes out? How do you think Sam finds out? We follow the leaks game. The only reason I follow the only reason I follow the leaks game. Is because it makes sense. I think I started watching leaks content. Oh, I, I, it was the iPhone 10. I think that that was the one that did it for me. I'm just like, how am I finding out about the iPhone 10 long before it comes out? Leaks. Okay, now it makes sense to watch leaks and not just the Apple stuff. So I'm like, okay, let me just watch more and more people besides Sam, but more and more people. And I'm just like, all right, now. I'm watching, like, as soon as we get off, I'm going to finish watching my good, our good buddy, John Prosser, and his channel. Yes, I I need to watch Front Page Tech, because he just put out a video about the upcoming iPhone Fold. Yeah, um... The Apple, the iPhone Fold is apparently coming now, thanks to John Prosser, who is where is where is his accuracy right now? Seventy nine point, my bad, seventy nine point two, right, seventy nine point two percent accurate. Uh, who else do we have on here? The Verifier 
54.3. Y'all, I am literally on Apple Track right now. Thank you for creating this. It's, it, it helps me figure out who to believe. Um, goodness, who else do we have on here? Of course, Apple Track is 100% accurate. Uh, um, for now. For now. <laughs> Minchi Quo, Quo 78.2. The Elect, 75% accurate. Economic Daily News is at 36.8. Barclays is at 64.7. Um, surprise, surprisingly, Mr. White's not on here. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. He's, he's pretty low still. He's like 50-50. Mac Rumors at 71.9. Where is everybody else trying to find? Oh, goodness. Trying to find everybody else that's on here. Oh, right. Fudge. Oh, my goodness. 84.2% accurate. Oh, right. Love to dream. Wherever love to dream is, he's like probably somewhere like 90% accuracy, yeah. I think. Um, wow. Man, it's wild. It's I'm genius. trying to find the rest of them. I know I'm missing someone. Oh, right. There's Evan Blass at 14. Uh, not, Evan Blass is at 92 point. 92.9% accurate? Oh, snap. Um, Max Weinbach, who is Everything Apple Pro's best friend at 67. Ooh, ouch. Um, He's gotten a lot better. Um, okay, okay. He's talked a lot. He's really, they're, they're, what is it called? Batting down the hatches uh, in the past year. They've done a lot. They've done a lot better. Okay. Ooh. I, we haven't heard from Kang in a while, but that. Dude is sitting at 97.8 accuracy. Like, yeah. seriously, there's love to dream at 89%. Okay, 89%. <laughs> oh, this is too funny. I'm dying. Y'all, Ice University is at 0%. <laughs> uh, I'm done. I'm weak. Okay, but the reason why I had to spell out all these people is not just because Sam is here and it's not just because he created the site, but I mean, guys. The Apple Car, AirPods 3, which Sam just made a video on, M1 Max, iPhone Fold, which John Prosser just made a video about, and his tweets are even accurate, too. Um, the Apple TV 2, I think, <clears throat> which is eventually coming? What? AirTags, which, good lord, AirTags, I can't. Um, the iPhone 13s, all of them, with the portless iPhone 13 Pro Max apparently coming rip USB-C. Y'all, USB-C was never coming. Let me just put that out there now. USB-C was never going to come to the iPhone, ever. So stop with the, oh, this is the year we're going to get USB-C. Stop. It's never coming. Um, and then, of course, you know, iOS 15 is coming eventually. Mac OS blank, whatever their name is going to be, is coming. Watch OS 8 is coming. TVOS blank whatever they're going to call tvos is coming so anyway from a personal perspective and as a creator behind apple track um talk to us about that for a second like what's apple track how exactly do you get the legitimacy of all these people on your site to be consistent over time um and what are your thoughts on the leaks game now especially since it just blew. I feel like it blew up within the last year, two years, and all these random, random, random 
vanilla iPhone <laughs> Twitter accounts. I'm done. There's too many of them. I can't. They're just randomly tweeting, hey, this is coming. Like, who who was it that tweeted that Apple Car was coming in 2021? And everyone had to, like, be like, no, it's not coming. Stop. It was John Prosser that said it wasn't coming in 2021. I'm like, yes, thank you. There's no way it's ready. It, there's yeah, no way. No. So, no way. take it away. <laughs> yeah, and the least game, uh, it was kind of being out of control. I, somebody who was covering a lot of it, I was like, man, how, like, every time I saw an article from Economic Daily News, I'm like, I feel like they pop up kind of a lot, but, like, are they actually reliable? And then I started going through, I was like, John Prosser, like, who is this guy? Because we, we didn't know each other at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, he's, like, making videos, and, like, his videos are cool, but, like, how do I know he's not just, like, doing this for views? Like, how do I know he's actually knows anything? And, like, you know, do I cover it? was becoming very confusing as somebody mm-hmm. makes content myself to be like, you know, I, I don't want to share info that is completely BS and mm-hmm. then be like, yeah, this is happening, guys. Um, I, I want to have like some credibility behind it. I think people need to be responsible for what they say as far as news reporting goes. Mm-hmm. This goes for everybody, not just Apple. I think this goes for the reporters. I think this goes for the New York Times to, mm-hmm. I don't know, your local county paper. Like, yeah, you need to be responsible for things that you print under the guise of the news because. You know, it's not opinion, it's it's news. So if you're doing that, there's got to be a way to track it. So I had this idea for Apple Track, and I was like, I worked on different names. I think one was like Apple Radar. Um, another one was like Rumor Track or mm-hmm. AppleRumors.com or something. Like most of those were taken. So I was like, okay, Apple Apple Track or Apple Record. Let's do Apple Track. So I in quarantine in, in March, I started working on it. And um, it was my girlfriend at the time was so supportive. She's so uh so great. Oh, yeah, same at like, the time. Mm-hmm. Right, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, she was really great at like keeping me grounded, and like I was just so excited. I was like, look, I finished, I finished uh Minchiko's page, and she was like, oh, that's cool. I don't get it, but like <laughs> really, really passionate, and it was it was really really sweet. Um, so I worked on it. I worked on it, and I spent. Some nights, four hours. Some nights, mm. an hour. Mm-hmm. Some days, six hours. Some days, two hours. Uh, for about two months, collecting data. Um, it would have been great if I was smart enough to code an AI to do it for me, but I'm not mm. that smart. I'm not that educated. So I did it by hand, um, which literally meant for somebody like Mark Gurman, who I also love. And we have a great yes. Um, Mark Gurman, who is, I, w- I would argue, the best public source in the game, who actually mm. has his name attached to it and is not king or love to dream is more anonymous mm. um aside from aside aside from what's his name that is the the screen analyst oh yeah yeah uh ross ross young ross he's really good too um he so i was like doing mark germans and it was like I, I decided just to do like two years for everybody if somebody had a super limited track record i'd go back a bit further just to like give them a couple more points good or bad um, but I, I was consistent. Like, consistency is still the guys that I, I operate under, the, the principle that I operate under. I want mm-hmm. to be fair and consistent for everybody because I'm basically like the arbiter of truth in this like ecosystem for like who has a good credibility, who does it. So like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like goof like some. I, I've gotten some criticism from some well-known people and it's like, you just, you do this is completely you know, not authentic and real. And I'm like, well, I just want you to know that you are judged on the same playing field as everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, nobody's getting special privilege on the site. <laughs> no one's paying me to, to do anything. It's right. just completely sole operation. Um, so I just started working at it. And from Mark Grimmett's page, it was literally go back two years. I, I think he may have even been at 9to5Mac at the time still. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't. But it was like, okay, um, I found this article on Mac Rumors. They wrote about it. 
Mm-hmm. Now to make sure that they got the facts right, I'm going to read the original Bloomberg article and right. spend five to ten minutes reading this article. I'm then going to summarize the article in five bullet points. I'm then going to fact check those bullet points to see what actually happened. Okay. So for somebody like German with 400 plus rumors, um, I mean, it would be sometimes 15, 20 minutes of story of just fact checking wow. and grading and color correction. But I will tell you that feeling when it's done and you can put a score on somebody's name is very rewarding. It's not a way to be like, haha, you're wrong this much. It's mm-hmm. a way to be like, hey, when you put something out there, is this something we should actually expect or is this just like a fever dream that we can get excited about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then with John coming in and sort of doing like the YouTube leaks, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like this also just like adds fuel to the fire of like why we need somebody independent right. mm-hmm. to, to monitor this and see what's going on. Um, so yeah, I, I, I put together this site and worked on it and it's been a great way to to judge news, uh, to judge what you should pay attention to and maybe what you should which you should ignore if it's something from my economic daily news or <laughs> okay. one of the other lowly rated sources. Okay. Now, I think it was, it was EDN that said the Apple car was coming. Oh, uh, economic daily news. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> of course. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I know this is going to be redundant, but, um, you know, mentioned a few of these things. Now, obviously, we don't have to talk about air tags because we'll both get upset. But, um... <laughs> me now. If anybody says air tags, I, I uh, get very distraught because... We, I... we, no one really cares about a folding iPhone. I just want to put that out there. I know I know. John said it's coming, but no one cares. Like, no one's going to get a folding iPhone. No one. So, anyway. Um, that's not... That, that that's not me. Now. That's not me putting out a leak. But yeah. it's just it's just my thoughts. But I mean, AirPods three, yeah, Apple TV, yeah, people love Apple TV. Like that's not going anywhere anytime soon. The new iPhones are coming out in September. Uh, you know, the new iOS software is coming out. Uh, but is there anything else you're excited for that's coming from Apple in 2021? No, you just made a video about it, but you know, no, yeah. Redesigned iMac. I am beyond. <laughs> ecstatic for the iMac with Apple Silicon and the M series chip inside. I think that this is going to be the final, uh, final blow to Intel and the mm-hmm. rest of the broad mm-hmm. chip market. I'm talking to you, AMD and anybody else that's got chips in the game. I, I see a path to Apple becoming just like they did with the iPhone and those processors. The iPhone every year for the past five years has been the fastest phone you can buy. If you want spec, speed and processor possibility alone, you buy an iPhone. And if that's the most important thing to you, if you want the fastest possible mobile device, you buy an iPhone. The chips are just faster than everybody else's. I see a path for Apple to achieve this with computing. And I think the implications for that are absolutely bananas. Like I think if Apple could start making their own GPUs, they can uh, you know compete with some things like the 3070s, 3090s, that you know people are like, you know, trying to bum off stock X because they're so hard to get these insanely powerful graphics cards. And Apple can make something comparable. I mean, that's going to make maybe gaming on the Mac a possibility. It's mm-hmm. going to make high-end rendering on the Mac a possibility more so than it already is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to also trickle down to you and I who edit podcasts or edit videos. Right. It's going to be smoother, faster, quieter, quicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> faster and quicker being the same thing. Right. Uh, it'll be, it, I, I really do believe it's going to be a seismic shift more than it already has been. And I think anybody who is still writing Apple's chip making abilities off is just uh, maybe just ignorant or miseducated because mm-hmm. 
there's been nothing to suggest that Apple has not had the best silicon in the world in some ways for a while. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. they're putting it into the, I'm putting air quotes in this, the stuff that matters. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have the fastest phone in the world, it's like, okay, you're not going to be editing or rendering things. On right. Your phone. Right. But, um, well, some people do. The, some people can do it. Some people will make it happen and, and it's, it's possible, but I, it's something I've always struggled with. And, and I think that if Apple can convince the skeptics like me, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, the silicon works on the Mac. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just going to be absolutely you know, wild. And I, I, I cannot wait to, to get the redesigned iMac with silicon, iPad Pro-esque design we're hearing. Like, that's the thing I'm most excited for. No question. Nice. Nice. Um, I can't say that there's like a tech-related product that I'm looking forward to. I, like you, care about the software side the most because that's what really affects all of us on team iPhone and they did good with iOS 14. Now with iOS 15, please give us split screen multitasking, especially for those of us that have the big Max iPhones, please give us split screen multitasking. We're begging you. Um and you know, also give us a daggone, you know, actual interface change. We were all expecting an interface change with iOS 14, a a serious one. Yes, you gave us widgets, but we were expecting a new new iMessage widget, uh, you know, icon, a new calling icon, like all the main icons that have been there since iOS 7, because that's when the phone experienced a huge redesign iOS 7 since then there really hasn't been like anything major to the iPhone's home screen since iOS 14 and we were all expecting that to come it's just like yo please um 120 hertz please 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 if we we can't take it anymore (laughs) 120 hertz has to come and it, John said it was coming. So if any, if anything comes from Sam or John, it's happening. And everything up on Pro. But it's happening, y'all. So just trust these people. But that's it. We're done. <clears throat> but before we go, we absolutely need to make sure that the listeners can find you on social media. Check out Apple Track. Check out I Update because this guy's killing it in the game. I love his show. And, ooh, man. Uh I'm just super excited about what's to come in 20. What is coming in 2021 for, for you, for the show, for everything you've got going on. I know you said podcast could be coming. Uh, anything else? Yeah. I, I've, I've struggled with podcasting in the past and I think it's just because I've never had a passion. Like I've had on and off podcasts. I just quit them because I'm like, I don't enjoy this, but mm. I, I've been thinking about it a lot. So maybe podcasts. I mean, I'm supposed to move at some point somewhere because i've just been living home with mom and dad since the like, i just graduated a year ago and then the pandemic hit so it's like i i want to move somewhere eventually i've been working on my mental health a lot on a personal same, level same. 2020 was probably the worst year of my life like unironically and, and largely unrelated from the pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> just um you know you, you got to take care of yourself and there's a lot of things i'm working through and on that uh, i want to be more open about because i feel like it's obviously something very personal and like I always mm-hmm. I understand that people are super open about their mental health they don't share it but like it, 
it's something that I think we, I, I feel that I need to talk about more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. that's like my big focus for next year is like really getting myself into a good, happy, stable, uh, good, good spot, healthy spot, uh, more healthy than where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and making some great videos, having fun with YouTube, doing more, uh, stand up in front of the camera and just speak my thoughts, which I started to do more. Just mm-hmm. sort of okay. get up. Don't, don't make it this big production. Here's what I think about X. Here's what I think about Y. And I've noticed people really responded to a lot of those. Uh, it's more casual. It's not as much of a production. It's like my full show where I do the funny intro. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, more funny mm-hmm. intros coming. I keep, okay. I keep doing those. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, potentially expanding Apple track somehow. Like, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to, to 2021. And I want to say thanks again for having me on because it, it was an honor. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Man, it was so great having you on here. Thanks, Sam. And thank you all for listening. I hope you all learned something. And uh, we're going to sign off now. Y'all have a good day. And uh, I will see you all in episode four next week. If you want to follow Life Tips on social media, we have a Facebook account and a Twitter account. Both at Life Tips Podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker or underscore orator Nate. Or you can follow me on Facebook at The Wise Orator. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Auth underscore Jen underscore person that's it for this episode see you next week